Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic, mobile living made easy. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for All Aboard for Dometic. Keep food and drinks chilled with a Dometic CIB 26 insulated cooler bag. Hot off 500 episodes of iFish. Paul Worsling joins us this morning on Real Adventures. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, boys. Now I know why I'm so tired. It's because I've done 500 episodes of TV. I was about to say, Patrick, you're showing his age. Jeez, isn't it nicer to him? He has. Hasn't aged today, have you, PW? Oh, my goodness me. When I look back at those first episodes, I actually had a six-pack, boys, and that's very hard to believe. <laughs> 500 episodes, P-Dub, of iFish stretching you know, over that 20-year mark when we talk around um, being on TV and, and different versions of, of the fishing show itself. Um, technology's changed a huge amount, but so is your family. Yeah, look, it has, mate. So it's, it's funny, hard to believe when I started iFish and fishing television, Obviously, Christy and I were together because we've been together well over 20 years. But um, a little boy came along, and uh, I'll never forget in his very first episode, he was only three months old. He didn't say a lot, which I was a bit disappointed with. Um, <laughs> but it's been a, a beautiful journey, and I think Christy and I are so lucky to have been able to document his life over the last 12 years. And uh, when I see an old episode, and I just see how cute it was, because you forget just how cute your babies are until you hear them struggling to say words or or saying dada and just grabbing your leg, I think that's probably the greatest thing we'll take away from this journey is having our lives grow up on TV so we've always got them documented. No doubt it's been a um, it's been a, a thoughtful change in terms of the direction of iFish from it being, I suppose, purely entertainment, but, but fishing early on to trying to promote families getting outside, spending time outside and getting out of the TV room. Yeah, I was actually speaking to someone earlier and they said they had a five-year-old kid who, whose dad worked in their office and um, he must have been a little delusional because he said I was his hero, which is very cute. And he said, it's amazing how you've been able to take on the new generation and still be applicable to them because after 500 episodes, it would e- be easy to sort of become old news. And I was really proud of that because that next generation is now growing up with iFish and, and people who are 20 years old, they've never known anything different but having me doing fishing TV on their screen. So that's something that just comes with age and I would have never dreamt that I was going to have a son who would love fishing and would be a part of my show. I would have never dreamt that Christy would be such a big part of it. But I think sometimes the best things that happen are the natural evolution. And it's just evolved because we go fishing on our day off. As you boys know, we love fishing. Um, I'm bought and read all the time saying, where are the fish? So it's important that we just do what we do in our, in our normal life on TV. I don't think TV has to be fake. And I think that's one of the reasons I fish is so popular because it's real. We go fishing, we love it as a family, and I think people really, really resonate with that. Well, that was going to be my next question, is trying to drive kids into fishing. How did you start Jet into... Well, it could have gone the wrong way for you because it is your work, your hobby. Jet could have hated it, and it's obviously turned out where it is now. But how did you get Jet slowly involved into the situation where he is now? And that's obviously catching everything around the world and knowing more species of fish than what the dictionary does. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Don't, don't you just dislike it immensely and your kids know more than you? Um, <laughs> Look, that, that was a really interesting one. And Jet and I had this conversation the other day, and we're actually talking about you, Patty. Because I, I reckon if you're a betting man, you'd put $10 on G Dangerfield to win the Brownlow in 27 years. 
<laughs> and, and, and we joke about this, but there's a greater chance that he'll play AFL footballer than, say, Red's kid or my kid. And get said, why is that, Dad? And I said, well, it's just what you're sort of exposed to as a junior. And, and Jet, there's a greater chance Jet was going to grow up and be on fishing TV because his dad is into it. So I think kids, if they're lucky enough to be exposed to something that they really enjoy, if that enjoyment is there, that'll then get them to that next level where they can possibly become good at something and make it a career. My dad's a builder. Two of my brothers are builders. I went the other way. So we were really, really, really focused with Jet on making fishing fun and always making it about him in a way. So it wasn't about Dad catching 20 snapper. It was about if he was getting a bit cranky, I had enough. He was two years old. You had to take him in. And I'll never, ever forget the day. It was so funny. I, my mate Casey Stone was down for the Grand Prix and I took him out snapper fishing. And we caught about six snapper in two minutes. And Jet caught a five kilo fish and Casey was only four. And Jet didn't understand about being uh, humble. He goes, Casey, mine's way bigger than yours. Look, mine's bigger than yours. <laughs> I just absolutely pasted him. And Casey's having a ball. And then Jet goes, Dad, can we go catch toadfish? I said, what? <laughs> and the day before, he'd seen toadfish sitting in the shallows. And he was fascinated. So we left this hot snapper bite to go and try and catch toadfish because that's what Jet wanted to do. And I knew it was important for him to do things that were fun. Now, if you would have told me I'd do that 20 years ago, I would have hit you. Like, that's stupid. <laughs> but when it's your kid, you and it, it's all we want is to have fun. And you know how hard it is to catch a toadfish on a four-hour hook and a pilchard when you're really trying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you come whiting fishing with me, Jed. I'll take you to <laughs> You'll get, get you some toadfish. So basically what you, were trying, what you were trying to say then, Paul, is basically your kid will often take after what's in front of him. So there's a chance that my uh, my kid's going to have a mouse brown Beard. <laughs> Mate, your, your kid's probably just going to be on the dollar and sitting out the front of the center. That's not nice. That's uh, so, so hurtful. But true. <laughs> Pete, uh, apart from um, fishing in Mission Beach uh, and watching me catch giant uh, GTs. You didn't even catch your, it. It was an accident, Pat. Your favourite episode in 500. I know extremely difficult to narrow it down. Squid fishing with Aaron. <laughs> but... What would you say your, your prize catch? Because one of the biggest challenges, and you know better than anyone else, but is is catching the fish, but actually when the cameras are rolling. Yeah, look, that's always a hard one. Like, this is the hardest question of all. It's like saying, which is your favourite kid? And you, you just love them all so much and you can't differentiate. But there's a few that come to mind. And um, one, of course, is that incredible tuna that I caught years ago. This is apart from the episode I did with you, Danger, and you, Red. That's number one. Oh, too. thanks. Can't, can't split it. <laughs> that big tuna was epic because it was a seven-day round trip from my front door. We had one bite in seven days. I sat in the chair 40 miles offshore for 37 hours, never looked like catching a fish. Then we changed it up. We really thought about our fishing, and all of a sudden we got the bite from this monster. We dragged it on board, and it was just like, I can't even, I can't even begin to explain the elation and, and just the excitement. And for, for a week, that was the, the most famous fish in the world. It was on CNN. It was, I did live crosses from Singapore about this. It was just crazy. And that, that was easy to get swept up in, and it felt pretty cool. Um, but another episode I did, which people probably didn't even notice, I, I go to the Cook Islands a lot, and there's a guy there called E2 Davey, who's a local. Him and his family used to net the bonefish there. They were wrecked. They were literally wiping them out. And he becomes an environmentalist, so to speak. But he said, if I become a bonefishing guide, and we release the fish, then there'll be bonefish for my kids. And he's now one of the best bonefish guys in the world. The entire Atataki Lagoon is net free. The bonefish have come back, and it's going to be a sanctuary that people can actually enjoy. Because um, no point preserving something forever if people can't enjoy it. So what he did there, we went and filmed the doco on his family, and that's probably one of my proudest moments because I feel like we made a difference. But made 500 episodes for me, it's all been about 
the people I've got to meet, the places I've gone. Like, Pat, we bump into each other. I say, let's go fishing. And then next thing, we're mates and we talk all the time and, and you get these experiences. And I think that is the beautiful thing about fishing. It, it gives you an opportunity to talk to someone who you might not normally bump into in your normal life. And then all of a sudden, you become friends. And at the end of the day, um, if you've got good relationships with people, that's really what life's all about. You still love it in terms of that enthusiasm for getting up early when the weather's terrible, but you know you've got to punch out episodes because there's a deadline to be, to be gotten? It definitely takes the the uh, cream off the cake sometimes because everything becomes a job. Um, just like I try to explain to Jet, the minute you get paid to do something, it's work. And there will always be times in your working life when things aren't perfect. There's politics, uh, the weather can turn bad, and you know, fish might someone might let you down. Someone might genuinely not be nice to you. That's the way life works. But at the end of the day, no matter how bad a day I'm having, if the fish aren't biting, if the dollars are just flipping out the door when we're out there and we can't catch a fish, I always just take a big, deep breath and remember how hard my dad worked seven days a week milking cows, um, going on the job site at 6 a.m., lifting heavy timber all day, never had a holiday his whole life that I could remember. And you go, you know what? If I don't catch a fish today, that ain't so bad. Well, another aspect to your job is obviously travel, and I know how family-orientated you are. Being away, people think your, your job's just catching fish, which it, a lot of it is, but you're also away from Christian Jet for half a year sometimes like you're away a hell of a lot like a lot more than even Pat and Pat travels a lot how's the struggle with that as in traveling because people think you like I said the best job in the world but you go weeks and weeks without seeing um, Jet and Christy yeah look we've got a philosophy we never try to do more than a couple of weeks because we reckon that's just relationship ending but it has happened at times I think the worst month ever Christy met at the airport and I gave them my bags and I got different bags and then flew to New Zealand and that was our meeting in two weeks, which is horrible. But <laughs> um, and look, they deserve a medal because they put up they put up with everything. Like it's hard when someone's leaving all the time and coming back and they're trying to have a normal life and you're in and you're out. But again, travel sucks. People say they like to travel. I disagree. Yeah. I like being there. The travelling bit is the worst. <laughs> I like being there and then I like being home. But if I could teleport, that would be the future. Um <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I can tell you right now I've, I've gone to certain destinations and I might have even shed a tear when it's just me by myself at night trying to go to sleep and you miss your family. But again, I've got friends who work at the bank. They leave at 6 in the morning for work. They get back at 7 at night. Their kids are in bed when they leave. Their kids are in bed when they get home. They don't see their kids till the weekend and then they've got their other commitments. So when I am home, I drop dead at school. I pick him up from school. We play cricket in the afternoons. We go fishing. So... You've got to look at the big picture, and I reckon we're very good at making the most of the opportunities we get. And as long as you do that, then you'll never have regrets long term. Yep, you've got it well and truly sorted. But on another note, Patrick, this is pretty exciting because I don't get paid to wear any of this. I got sucked in by a few mates of mine, but Real Brand is taking it to the next level, Paul, isn't it? Oh, mate, I'm so excited. We've got a new release of fishing shirts, which is pretty much out now at realbrand.com.au. We did our first range over the last two years, bought out a few different things, and our fishing shirts are awesome. I wear them all the time. But Bomber, our mate who lives up north, just said we want a better material for them. We're always trying to do things better. So over the last year and a half of development, we've come up with this thing called Tropicool. And when you put these new fishing shirts on, it is like, not that I wear silk scarves, boys, let's just clarify that right now, <laughs> but it's like wearing a silk scarf. It is so light. It is ridiculous. I've been lucky enough to have samples for three to four months I wore them up in cans recently in some horrific, horrific humidity. 
they are next level. And the other real brand philosophy is we always want to be at a better price point than what others are doing. So similar shirts are selling for 100 bucks in the marketplace. I don't believe they're as good. These have just come out. They're going to be $79, and they are so light, so cool. It'll change fishing shirts. And the other cool thing is, Pat, your good mate, Clinton Narkle, has done some designs for us that are pretty next-level special. Yeah, it is, and, th- and that's one of the things that I think we're most proud about, Redmond. Um, Quinton obviously designed the Cat Guernsey last year um, with the Indigenous round yep. and did a phenomenal job. And then we had a meeting about halfway through the year and I sort of suggested it would be wonderful if we could try and get him on board and, and get him to design us a shirt. And I think everyone straight away just jumped at the opportunity and um, and that's released now. So it's a it's a very much a limited number in terms of stock. So you've got to be, um, you've got to get in early because they'll, they'll disappear, disappear pretty quickly. But his design, how it's, um, it's integrated sort of giant trevallies, barramundi, um, is, is really special. So we're really excited to, to see that drop, aren't we, Paul? Yeah. Every time I've worn that shirt and I've only got one, every single person stopped me and said, what is the go? I don't want to be disrespectful, but to me, it looks like, a modern twist on classic Aboriginal art, if that makes any sense. Yep, yep. It's just electric blue, beautiful. And the other colours that we've done in the range, we were really keen to get some colours that pop because I take a lot of photographs of fish because I do the TV. It's just nice when you're in a dull environment, everything's sort of grey and black. So it just has that nice pop of colour. And again, everywhere I've gone with this new green shirt, the maroon shirt, people just said, wow, how good does that look? So I think we're on a winner, boys. It looks really, really good and red. We might even send you one. Oh, I need a new hat. I was just saying to Pat. And also, get rid of those stupid face marks, mask things you sell at Real Brand. They're no good. I can't stand them things. They have changed my <laughs> life, mate. I even wear them to get cricket on a Saturday morning. Oh, so, so, so that I keep. That's only because no one can see you to get photos with you. Well, that, that's an added. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to be, got to be some smart. And uh, all those shirts are, are UPS fifty rate as well. So get the shirt on, collar up. Put the sun, the buff on, and you're winning, mate. Get a beard, mate. It's not that hard. Yeah, mate, I'm 46. I can't grow up with a beard. Leave me alone. Paul, 500 episodes of iFish. Congratulations once again from everyone here at Real Adventures. An incredible effort. No one has come close to that in the Australian fishing environment, certainly from a media perspective. Uh, that was all aboard. Thanks to Dometic. Keep food and drinks chilled with the Dometic CIB 26 insulated cooler bag. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.